Hello there, welcome to episode number 49. I don't know why I said episode like I'm Damon Albarn. That's what we listen to Pop Collaborate and Listen. That's um, what it is. Slagging off one of my favourite albums, you shit. Yeah. Um, but I finally got around to listen to that. Little, I was like the one single tear rolling down my cheek oh, as I listened to Dave and Krista kicking the shit out of a brilliant record. They don't even like trouble in the message centre. I know. Pathetic. That's where I drew the line. Yeah, I, I, draw I, the got, line I, got, I got through in that. I was just like, okay, fine. Yeah, Clover over Dover, far out, and the debt collector, fine, whatever. Yeah. Park Life, I get it. I can see why people. I, 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 even that I hate song. Park Life. I think it's rubbish. Actually. But, you know, you get to the Trouble and Mesha Centre, and I was like, no, I'm not having that because that is one of the greatest Blur songs. It's one of the greatest Blur songs. Oh, by yeah. the way, <laughs> when I say it's episode 49, it's episode 49 of True Cult Pop, the music yeah. podcast, another music podcast. Little shout out. Of course, it's all done in jest. We're not going to go around there and pop a cap in another podcast ass, are we? Um, oh, yeah. Not that one, anyway. No, um, one. <laughs> it's me, Stephen Hill. It's him, Gaz Jones. We've had a little chat already, so don't need to see how each other yeah, are doing yeah, no one yeah. needs to know that no quite one bad. yeah quite bad in my case to be yeah. honest none of your fucking business frankly but yeah quite bad quite bad actually I, if I you're did, asking i didn't ask mate no, nobody asked whatever. nobody cares yeah you're only here to hear what we think about new music from slow dive from empire state bastard from ash nico and from granddaddy i say new music from granddaddy <laughs> it's actually it's actually not it's actually not that new which now makes a lot of sense yeah because at the time I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I texted, I was going, what is this? Uh, is this your B-size and rarities collection? Is, yeah. wasn't aware of. Read the memo. Go back through your WhatsApp uh, <laughs> voice notes. There'll be one from about oh, two no, weeks no. ago. <laughs> no, I'm not going back through WhatsApp voice notes. Are you mad? I'm 43. I don't have the years. I'm not left. Yeah. Can you, that is one of the things actually about what, I don't know how many of you WhatsApp voice note. I don't know if you got, you, hey kids, um, <laughs> check it, ch- check them out. Yeah. Uh, but really like, it just means if somebody has sent you something or said something or you got, you, you'll never find it. No, not a million You'll years. never find it. It's gone. Text message, you'll find it. Gone. Gone forever. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing on the show this week. Before we go any further, hope you've enjoyed um, the recent true crap pop that Sam and I put out on the feed the other day. ACDC's Fly on the Wall went into the list of the worst albums ever made. Um, not even the third worst ACDC album. Spoiler alert. Mm. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, that's basically what we think. I mean, you quite like that album, don't you? you got the video, you nutty shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have, of course, of course, I have. Yeah, yeah. I also collect eighties things. He likes eighties things. Uh, <laughs> text, <It's in> text. <laughs> Tastes like fizzy benelin. <laughs> Still the best partridge episode. It is um, brilliant that one. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I That's really like fly on the wall for kind of a yeah. you know many many reasons. Uh, but it was also, it, I think it was, it was the first ACDC album I bought that's Ooh. probably got something to do with it yes because like that's why, you that's why i mean tra- you love the red shoes by kate Ex- bush so much exactly right except it's not no because that album actually is good yeah no fair fair I'll, I'll give you that the red shoes is better than fly on the wall but like you i was initially attracted to when i first got into acdc you know thumbing through the, the you know the racks in um in mm-hmm. you're probably an r price in queensgate in peterborough oh. good times good memories <laughs> Absolute shithole. Um, it's where I live, eh? Hey. Um, 
And going through, you, thought, you know, I want to buy an ACDC album. Which one am I going to buy? And like you, I was attracted to the artwork because, oh, it's got a little cartoon fly on it. Hilarious. Lovely little cartoon fly, um, mm. which I think was a, was a nice sort of juxtaposition between serial killers and mm. uh, the parents' music resource yeah. group or whatever. Shout out, Shout, Shout out Tipagore. Shout out Tipagore. And a fil- so, filthy 15. Yeah, so um, you can go and listen to that now for free if you'd like. Yeah. If you've signed up to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash True Cult Pop, you can sign up for all of our exclusive content over there. As soon as we finish recording, the second we press stop on this week's recording, we're going to press record again and we'll be talking about The Tension and the Spark by Darren Hayes, which is our next Your Cult Pop, as suggested by one of our listeners. I can't remember the name of the person who suggested it off the top of my head. I will have that by the time we do this. But yeah, that's coming on Saturday. Um, it's pop music. Pop, pop music's back on the menu. A lot of pop music this week, mate. A lot of pop music. <laughs> We're doing a lot of poppy stuff. And Darren Hayes is very poppy of a very particular time as well. Mm. So I think it'd be quite interesting to talk about 2004 era sort of singer songwritery electro pop whatever that yeah. is um no spoilers it's a mixed bag i'm gonna say it's a mixed bag <laughs> yeah uh but yeah. i tell you what is not a mixed bag you sign up for the five pound a month tier this week just gone we've been teasing it and we've been threatening to do it we put out what i think is gaz and i's thus far finest moment as a podcast pairing yeah we did two hours and 45 just over minutes nearly two hours 50 on hounds of love by kate bush and we tried our very very hardest to get as much information in as we possibly could in what is unquestionably one of the most influential albums ever made one of the definitive albums of that era the definitive album i would say of one of the most fascinating unique talented and just just an artist unlike any other artist in Kate Bush. There, there is really no other kind of comparable artist. There are people who take the elements of what Kate Bush does, your Tori Amos's and your Bjorks and people like that, but nobody really quite does Kate Bush in the way that Kate Bush is. It, it, it was fucking, it was great. And that record is yeah. just mind-blowingly brilliant. It's just an incredible record. And listening it, to it back over yeah. the last few weeks i was just sort of reminded of um yeah what a fucking absolutely stellar piece of work that is yeah we both get um quite emotional when we talk about cloud busting as well we do i mean do. It, it, cloud busting is i know a lot of people will think running up that hill and we spend about half an hour talking about running up that hill just yeah. on that one track alone yeah. but cloud busting is is the one I think there are other moments on that record that I think are fucking, you know, absolutely amazing. But cloud busting is, um, is right up there. So if you yeah. want to go and listen to that, like I say, patreon.com forward slash true cult pop, right? There's quite a bit of news this week, but before we get into the news, let me talk to you. Yes. You, like I say, a lot of pop this week, but it doesn't get much better in terms of pop music, particularly modern pop music. Then the song that is my earworm, my choice of the week, Salute by Little Mix. It's the first time we've done a Little Mix. So it's the first time we talked about Little Mix properly here on the podcast. The title track of the 2013 album from 
currently, I would say, the biggest girl band of them all. Maybe not ever. I think, you know, Spice Girls and Girls Aloud and a few others probably would lay claim to that. Yeah. But at the moment, Little Mix rule the roost, I think, when it comes to... Well, I don't know, actually, Blackpink. You know, if we're going to count, you know, K-pop stuff, Blackpink are up there as well. But Little Mix, for me, are, you know, one of the the few things that make X Factor even vaguely bearable is that occasionally, just occasionally, you get a little mix or a Girls Aloud. That is it, really. Jorgen Quig? Jorgen Quig? <laughs> yeah, you get Jorgen. Steve, well. Steve Brookstein. Steve Brookstein. Now we're going back. <laughs> um, that's My Goal by Shane Ward. Oh, good God. Please don't. Joe McKeldry. Bless him. I uh, didn't get to number one. Unlucky. Yeah. Unlucky Joe McKelgey. Mm. He did the following week though, I think, didn't he? Did he? I think so, yeah. Oh yeah, I think he did actually. Didn't matter yeah. by the didn't matter then. It was already yesterday's news. Mm. Yeah, he really was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. But um but Little Mix are great. Little Mix yeah. are fucking great, right? They're fucking great. I can't I can't believe do you say this is twenty thirty ten years ago this? I know. Fuck fuck's sake. Oh, that's mad. <laughs> Where have we come in that time? Well we were not oh good god it's yeah little mix are you know for me no no one will beat sugar babes that's the gold standard as far as i'm concerned for yeah female pop group i think that's Uh, fire i think that's fair little mix uh a right in the mix Say, hey. um, yeah, little mix are fucking great, and like you said, it, 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 it's what made X Factor kind of watchable back then because we all fucking watched this. But you know, mm-hmm. 2008, 2009, pretty a bit before then, and a bit afterwards yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what, essential, like, central Saturday night viewing really for a time. Yeah, I mean, look, I used to watch it and I used to really, really not like it. And I think once that stuff happened with Rage Against the Machine I remember being like I think I'm going to draw a line in the sand here and be like no 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 no. I'm not I'm I'm not having this like I'm just going to ignore it it's nothing to do with me forget it but then for some reason you know you just kind of catch stuff and I remember seeing Little Mix I remember being like because I can't remember who they were up against but I remember thinking like look a a female girl band are not going to beat some clean cut young boy because that's always what x factor ended up producing right yeah it's some some kind of clean cut nice boy right mm-hmm. a gareth gates i know he didn't win actually or or a will young i know that's pop idol as well um but a shane ward a joe McKeldry, uh i mean matt cardle like that kind of thing oh god and yeah. i remember i remember being like wouldn't it be great if these guys won little mix because they're actually really cool like they look cool yeah. they seemed you know very normal and relatable and they just I, I looked at them and i thought they've got the same sort of energy that that like sugar babes had that girls allowed had that yeah. the saturdays had that all saints had that yeah. the spice girls had they they very definitely belong in that kind of lineage of, of all those groups and i love all those groups i think they're all you know yeah. varying different degrees i mean it's still something we need to do the the world cup of um of girl bands oh. at some point that that's what that's what we've been sort of planning to do for a while Amazing. because we did put it to the to the vote before and you lot picked drummers incorrectly but you yeah. know it was good doing drummers but th- th- this song is just 
killer match. So basically, you know, when I was I was, I was out the other week. Uh, I was last week when I was out in my. I went to see Rebecca Chu. Um, uh, <laughs> third three mention. Times now. That's a hat trick. Um, oh. Yeah, if, if you've listened to our Patreon to page. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to Cornwall last week, where I was recording from last week, I went to the clubhouse and I went to see to see just what was on, and they did uh, crowdioke. People on our Patreon page have already heard this. Another good reason why you should sign up for our Patreon page, mm. and uh, and also <sighs> someone called Rebecca Chu came out and did Watermelon Sugar and uh, an Adele song and Happy by Bruno Mars. And she walked off and this song came on straight after it. And it was like, talk about just completely washing her from my memory immediately, right? The guy, like the DJ just was like, okay, well, there was someone destroying Whitney Houston and Elton John songs. Yeah. Here's salute. But as soon as that like beat, that militaristic beat, that fucking deep throbbing bass, that hooky chorus, that verse. And most of all, the thing that I love about it, that I was like, oh my God, because I, I probably didn't listen to it for a few years. And having just seen them at Reading the week before, I was like, oh my God, Don Broco ripped this song off. <laughs> Don Broco, go listen, to, go listen to this and then go and listen to the t-shirt song by Don Broco and tell me that Don Broco have not just completely half-inched the verses and the kind of the vocal pattern of Salute by Little Mix. Fucking they have. Outrageous. Unbelievable. But they did. So- That's what happened. Tea leaves, mate. <laughs> Tea leaves. <laughs> Teven, Teven. <laughs> <laughs> what a song! But what a song! such a banger, man. And Little Mix have got so many bangers. That kind of pure pop sass and strut. It it reminds me so much of Destiny's Child in places. This song they've got. Yeah. That, uh, what, what what what's the song? Um, um. I would do the red about the daddy. Bootylicious. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, thanks, mate. I'll work out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's got that kind of drive and strut that that kind of stuff had, especially like bootylish and stuff. And I, I, I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker. That kind of stuff. Sign me up, man. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, they're kind of normal, kind of relatable. Jesse's a fucking badass. And... They're fucking great. And I, I can't believe that they've been around for as long as they have, really. Unless I know, right? Fucking 10 years ago. And this wasn't even anywhere near the start of their career. <laughs> I know. It must have been 2011 that yeah, they man. won X Factor. It's, I'm it's, guessing. It's, it's very seldom for like a, I mean, for any kind of pop band, really, to have that much of a shelf life and still sound current. Yeah. And still get played by Radio 1. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, like they they are still absolutely massive. massive. I mean, it's, yeah. they they won the they won best band at the Brits only uh, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Like, two yeah. years ago. So that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, so um, DNA came out in two thousand and twelve, which makes me think that I was correct that they won it in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, two thousand and eleven formation, the X Factor. Yeah. So you know, you get a year in, and then the debut album comes out, and then this comes out a year after. And I mean, yeah, they got some fucking absolute tunes yeah. absolute tunes yeah really good like just a good a good band i guess like 10 12 years i mean it's sort of did girls allowed have that long i think i mean girls allowed were kind of i reckon it's maybe 2000 so girls allowed kind of it broke 2003 i want to say yeah yeah 2002 maybe 2002, 2003 by 2013 14 
it was kind of done for them, right? Yeah, it was. Little Mix just kind of slipped in. Yeah. We've not really had anyone else to kind of slip in because I guess Girls Aloud came along as the Spice Girls were sort of going away, right? Yeah. So they always yeah. feel like they kind of tag each other in and the, the, a, a big British girl pop act will kind of tag, since Spice Girls were going to tag the next one in. Um, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're kind of waiting on the next massive, you know, girl band. Cleopatra I'm reunion. A, Cleopatra reunion would do it for me definitely <laughs> clear pat coming at you <laughs> yeah fucking great though this is really good this song yeah um so good go on gaz mm. uh, you've picked something slightly more underground uh i have mm. quite literally the sound of the undergrounds oh, yeah. this is um well i, I went to um a Staggering occurrence last Friday night. I went to uh, I went to the, a gig for the first time in fucking ages. Right. Uh, Who did you to, see? Uh, well, it's um, there's an awesome kind of new like underground kind of venue. Um, it's, been, it's been about six months or so in Peterborough. It's brilliant. So it's it's on an industrial estate. So there's no neighbours to piss off. Genius. Um, venue's called Here We Aren't. Um, check them out on all the socials because they put on loads of good stuff like club nights and they do comedy nights and poetry nights and gigs as well. Uh, tiny, tiny, tiny little room. You can get... If there's 40 people in there, it's fucking rammed. It's great. You know, big PA stage. It's loud as fucking. I went to see... Um, well, I mean, the, the kind of headline band was um, like um, uh, like Kingsling, kind of Rocksteady, kind of Scar Bank or Revelation who are great just lovely old boys from like the uk kind of sort of diy punk scene um a great notion played um sort of um like peterborough legends um but the opening act was someone i'd never heard before and it was so i never know i never quite know how to pronounce it well it's l-i-e-u liu 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 yeah liu and sleep's cousin mm-hmm uh, and the track is called Fuck You Money. And this was like, mm. I think the track they opened with. Literally, they were the first act on, half past seven. And it fucking floored me. It's It's got that kind of massive, like, big, kind of, like, high focus vibe of, like, you know, four hours and stuff. Of obviously, you know, I love, like, yeah, Lunacy. A yeah. lot of, kind of, UK underground hip-hop. Like, the, the best UK underground hip-hop label is High Focus Records. Everything they put out is fucking unbelievable. Um... And it's just kind of, yeah, like, just gnarly kind of, it is kind of old school hip hop in terms of the beats and the, the kind of, you know, the piano and stuff. Really old school, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, these are kids. Bastards. <laughs> Makes me feel so yeah. old. You know, they're both I in know. their kind of mid-twenties, I guess. Um, and I, I'm legit kind of obsessed with uh, the album. They've done, like, a couple of albums together. Um you know, Ryan was like, I don't do album promos, I give out bomb threats. Yeah, brilliant. it's great. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely And then when you brilliant. say, like, um, I don't take off my new trainers on your carpets or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. You know, yeah. T- t- yeah, two guys, um, yeah, from Norwich. Um, just lovely, lovely guys. And I, I, I said to them, like, when they come off stage, we're outside having a fag and stuff. They talk about music and stuff like this. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I co-host a podcast, you know. 
pick me uh, and I was like you know we do we do uh, a thing at the, at the start of the uh, be my friend so I was running down the street after him but we do a thing at the start of the podcast each week called uh, like, we, where we, we pick an earworm of the week and I said my earworm uh, on the podcast this Friday is going to be fuck you money because I think it's just fucking incredible you guys are brilliant um, uh, my girlfriend's got them um, they're going to be back playing uh, at the end of the month again at Peterborough at her kind of um, art battle event which and it's gonna be great seeing them again. Uh, yeah, nothing more I can say really. This is it's fantastic, kind of gnarly, old school, smoky kind of underground I mean, hip hop. That walking bass line, that piano combined. Yeah. I was like, yes, they say something about we ain't been crate digging. Yeah. I think you fucking have, lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you, you lie, you fucking have. <laughs> um, and but like in the in the best possible way. I mean, look, you know, when you listen to music like this. And it is so brilliantly evocative of a time what I remember because I'm old. Um, you know, you, and you listen to modern rap, right? And you, you think like, okay, we, you know, like that kind of old school style. It's not necessarily the most dexterous and impressive no. like flow of rap. But no. I think if you do something with enough attitude yeah. and you do it to, to kind of, and it's, it's, this is obviously comes from a place of, of great kind of passion towards a certain oh, yeah. era of hip hop. And, you know, it's the same with like Joey Vance and Bray. Like, our jo- you know, I love Joey Vance and Bray. They were my highlight of Red. I thought they were incredible at Reading. Yeah. Like, are Joey Vance and Bray, either of them, the best MCs you'll ever hear in 2023? Absolutely not. But, but do they get by? No, do they get by on the sheer force of personality mm. and just writing skyscraper big? Like, I, I miss kind of, you know, a lot of modern sounding hip hop, the kind of the lo-fi feel of so much of it means that you don't think that, you know, you you, you lot you listen have been listening for a long time will probably know like you know how much I love, uh, you know that Lord Carner album or you know the last Kendrick album was my favorite album of the year, but I I never listen to it and go oh man when he plays it, it's going to go off in a club, and I do yeah. miss kind of listening to yeah. hip hop and being like ah. Oh, this will go off. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And I listened to this and I was like, yeah, I'd want to see this live. Like, I yeah. don't necessarily always listen to hip hop and now think, like, like the Little Yachty album, I like, right? But yeah. there's not much in it when I go, oh man, I bet this is amazing live. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I listen to this and I'm like, ah, right, you guys, <laughs> this would be killer live. So yeah, yeah, man, I think this is, I think this is really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. And um, yeah, I'd be up for, I'd be up for going to check these guys out live, I think. Definitely. So there you Great. go. Liu. Liu. Yeah? Liu? I sh- yeah. Should have done that weird, go- you can Google how to say things, can't you? And then it goes, Liu. Liu. Not help me in any way whatsoever. <laughs> now you're talking my language. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> Mate, you're like lightning out of a dish with these um Oh, too much ca- way too much caffeine today. <laughs> with way these partridge much. references. Uh mm. anyway, um so I'd like to see them live. I tell you what I wouldn't want to see live, but I had to for the purposes of research going into the news section now. Still Panther on America's Got Talent, right? Yeah. What happened here? What's what this about? <laughs> what are all that about? Still Panther like this happened last week, right? And then yeah. people suddenly get oh, still Panther are in the semi-finals of America's Got Talent, right? And this was like, we were going to talk about it last week, but obviously we had time constraints and it was quite a, quite a serious show uh, mm. last week. So it didn't really seem like we should do it. So uh, they were eliminated um, or last Tuesday, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and 
I, I didn't even know they were on it. And it seems absolutely mad to me that Steel Panther, an established rock band, a really, really established rock band like Steel Panther, would go on America's Got Talent. I don't, I don't understand, Gaz. No. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, you say Do you understand any well, of this? You say established. I mean, established in this country. Obviously, they can do well. They they used to be able to do Wembley Arena at the drop of a hat. You know, mm. main. They were main support one year at Download, weren't they? They, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. That's mad thinking. That dark now. days. Yeah, dark times. Um. I I generally thought that, you know. They were done. It was there's no such thing as Steel Panther anymore. That you know, the joke, you know, the, we all remember the first time we heard Death or Metal, and I'm not gonna lie, I fucking loved it. I laughed my ass off the first time I heard it. And we always used to play it in, in the rock club I was DJing in in like 2009, 2010. Always get the dance floor ramped. Always. Yeah, I mean, look, that first album, I think we all kind of went, whoa, there's actually good songs on it, and it is genuinely yeah. kind of funny. I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of it has not aged well. No. They actually, God, I, I, don't, no. I don't know if you watched um, their performance of Death Over Metal. Changing the lyrics. Changing the lyrics. So, slagging yeah. off Doja Cat, Harry Styles, Justin Bieber, and Little Nas X now. Yeah. So they've, they've updated it. Updated. 2.0. Um, they, they haven't updated a bit where it goes um, something about uh, all those silly sods who program MTV or whatever he says. Yeah. It's like, well, MTV's oh, doesn't not show music, music videos doesn't anymore. show music anymore, mate. You should have used, oh. should have used vintage instead. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, they're going to slag off Nicky Horn on vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Horn. Brilliant. Oh, dear. Say vintage instead. And they changed the line, the rather un-PC line. Um, shooting hot sperm on each other's chest to the science is in heavy metal's best. They bottled it, didn't they? They bottled it. Yeah, they've changed it. their lyrics. They bottled, bottled it. it. They've got. They've bo- Oh, that's only a joke. Don't worry, it's not offensive. It's only a joke. Well, if it's only a joke, then you won't mind doing it now, will you? Oh, but no, you have. You changed it. Oh, you God. pussied out. You pussied out. I, I did. Simon Cowell saying it's his favourite. I mean, I haven't watched any other Americans got talent. Yeah. But Simon Cowell saying that's my favourite performance of the entire series. I was yeah. like, well, that is not convincing me wow. to go on to fucking Sky Plus the rest mm. of America's got yeah, talent. Yeah, I'm watching I've the rest of it. Yeah. It is pretty mad that, uh, like, yeah, I mean, you know, like you say, they can come over here and. I, yeah, like the, the joke is. Like, is worn thin. Oh, it's a gone long now. time ago. It's you know, long it's back, gone, isn't you know, it? I remember Metal Hammer putting them on the front cover many was times. The, yeah, I remember the eighties issue. I'm not back going to back the future one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, was that like 2013, 2014 or something? Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a and there was there was talk of them. You know. Could they do? Could they headline downloads? Could they do it? Well, there was, well, you know. Well, I mean, look, the, when you say there was talk of it, there was one particular person who went, "Oh, they could do it." I know, I reckon. I mean, yeah. I never thought they could do it. I think it was mad that they got to Wembley. It, it, yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. It should never have got that fucking big. I mean, I actually did a feature for Metal Hammer, um, kind of as a like, "What's all this about?" Um, another what will that, all that about 
mm. for the when they did their first Wembley show, and it was like, oh, you know, this kind of weird comedy parody band mm. have risen to the point where they can headline Wembley Arena on their completely on their own terms. Yeah, and it was fucking Ridiculous. bizarre. It was absolutely Ridiculous. fucking bizarre. And I mean, again, you know, that's like eight years ago now. Um, but I guess this is what happens when you don't really have like there's not any there's there's not a lot to steel panther is there no no not, not a lot you should like glad you had your moment but then what do you do what do they do as people i mean i think because they're all kind of playing quote-unquote characters they could have all gone away and just done something else yeah i mean i think was it the guitarist he was a, he was like a session guy he'd been a session guy since like the 80s or the 90s or something they're, they're all a hell of a lot older than you think you know yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if they're using America's Got Talent to just have a shot window to extend their career in a few years in America because you know does anyone really give a fuck about them in this country anymore really well, they, I think they can That's still it. play the Hammersmith Apollo okay well it's okay, pretty big right enough. that's pretty yeah, I mean, that yeah, is yeah, as yeah, big yeah. as you ever would imagine they ever could have got yeah I, I know right yeah definitely mm. um, but you know it it was it was a funny performance you know you could tell they were playing live because the vocals were fucking awful. Yeah. All over, you know, it was, it was like, are you? Is your character Vince Neil? <laughs> you got um, a nerve. You got a bit of a nerve slagging off fucking Justin Bieber when you're singing like that. Yeah, it's been a while since he's been great. But anyway, look, yeah. you know, good luck to them. I mean, yeah, look, if it gives them a little boost. And they can squeeze a little bit more juice out of that joke. Yeah, f- fine. But I will not yeah. be there to see it. Um, no. Just a little. Sh- I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, this is a. I'm going to move on now. But this is a. Basically, it's not really a piece of news. It's more like a. Um, what are those things called? They used to have in the 80s. A public service announcement. Public service announcement. It's a pub. Guys, look. You, you're not in sleep token, all right? You're not. Stop saying you're in Sleep Token. So basically, Sleep Token have had to go onto Instagram to say this is a problem that people are saying. I'm in Sleep. I'm one of the members of Sleep Token. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are having a little bit of a problem with people uh, doing it. They have said. Um, Followers, it's been brought to our attention that a number of unscrupulous individuals have been masquerading as members of the Sleep Token Collective in order to exploit members of our extended community. Um, they urged fans to be aware of potential scams going around with, with fake band members and they were going to report anyone who approaches them with similar claims. Let it be known that any solicited, uh, sorry, unsolicited contact from any person claimed to be a member of the collective should be disregarded and their profile reported to the relevant administration we thank you for understanding wow. now so stop pretending to be in sleep token i've got to say sorry <laughs> as as a member of the band um it is really annoying to me as because <laughs> i am actually i actually i actually am in sleep token and uh-huh. I, it's really getting on my nerves so if you don't mind um anyone who's <laughs> pretending to be sleep token you shouldn't pretend to be something that you're not yeah i'm also in gua don't know if you knew that Nice. We're also in Right Said Fred. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, we are in Right Said Fred. Oh, conspiracies, we gonna, eh? Oh. We're going to change our tune quite readily. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Must be weird being in a band. No, this is one of the problems, isn't it, with being mm-hmm. in uh, a band. And I suppose back in the day, you couldn't really go. There was nothing to go. Hello, I'm actually yeah. uh, 
I'm actually Jim Root from Slipknot. Yep. And someone would go, are you? Are you really? Nah. And that would be it. That would be the end of the scam. Yep. Whereas now... Yep. Come on, Vessel. Get the old mask off. Yeah, let's see what you look like under there. Let's see what you look like under there. And then we go, oh, no, put it back on. Oh, put it back on. Oh, cool. A little bit of sick just came up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, stop (laughs) pretending to be in Sleep Token. It's naughty. Um... I was also going to talk about uh, Miley Cyrus's house burnt down when she was filming Black Mirror, but that was years ago. Uh, she just revealed that that week. Oh, Don't really know yeah. if we need to talk about that much more. It just seems quite an unfortunate thing to talk about. Do you yeah. want to talk about the thing that we said we might talk about yesterday? Uh, Probably not, is it? No. Nah, fuck it. No. Nah, we're not, can't be. Not gonna, can't no. Be it was, nah, I, did a bit, I did a bit of looking into, looking into it after you kind of said about it. I wasn't really aware. Not that people out there know what we're talking about. They probably do, to be fair. Because it's fucking everywhere. As I then found out, I was like, oh, oh, fucking hell. Okay. Mm." Just don't have anything to say about it, really. Um, So what we should do instead, I mean, look, usually, I think, were we to bring up Smash Mouth, (laughs) it would would probably be us going, oh, I sort of remember Smash Mouth. But genuinely, yeah. um, Steve Harwell, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, died at 56 this week. Um, He died due to liver failure, having faced, I think, quite a long time um, struggling with substance and alcohol abuse. And, you know, you wouldn't wish that on anyone. I am not going to sit here and pretend to you like I'm a massive fan of Smash Mouth to give <laughs> a huge kind of eulogy to Smash Mouth. But yeah. I think in the case of the two songs in which Smash Mouth will be remembered for, yeah, two really, really iconic and unusual songs from the era. Um, and you might turn around and go, oh, well, so what? Like, who, you know, they wrote a couple of you know they're a one hit wonder maybe two hit wonder at best mm. i mean you know those songs get played all the time and they're yep. both you know walking on the sun and all star yep. huge really big songs his voice is a you know a, a massive part of his kind of very unusual vocal yep. stylings yep. were a huge instantly part recognizable instantly recognizable yep. and i think it would be remiss of us to just because you know, we we're not. I, I, I'm I'm not a massive fan of the band, or I don't know loads about the band to kind of deny their place in, yeah. you know, in in the greatest era ever for kind of one hit wonders yeah. and kind of these kind of slightly novelty singles and these characters was the '90s. We go on about it all the time, and so for a band like this. I think they deserve their place and they deserve their and and he deserves his moment of recognition for his contribution to you know the little I know about Smash Mouth I still feel like the world is a better place for those songs being oh, in gotcha. it oh god yeah it just reminds me of the best times of my life going to rock clubs and alternative clubs at the end of the 90s and that's mm. it yeah R.I.P. Um, man R.I.P. like you know like I say I, I think it's always incredibly sad 56 is a no age, man. Horrible fucking age to die, and it's a horrible thing that has taken him away from 
his friends and his family and his fans and stuff so i think it's it's really really sad and um yeah man it's 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 a it's a proper tragedy and he's somebody that you know it, it's kind of easy to sneer at one hit wonders or whatever or you know people win kind of bands that are you know not entirely serious but i think yeah. he's somebody who throughout his life he made more people happy than yep. he made unhappy and made so a lot of people should, happy man. made a lot of people happy man made a lot of people happy so i think you know we should raise a glass to him oh actually that's yes, sorry that's actually <laughs> quite a glass of pop thing. glass of pop yeah a, a, we should ra we should raise a toast to him um but yeah like that, that was a, a, a that wasn't me trying to be funny that was a legit kind of slip of the tongue um but yeah, I yeah, you know, I just wanted to mention that because I do think I did read that and I was like, that's really sad, and it's really sad when you know people succumb to their demons like that. So, R.I.P. R.I.P. to him. Um, let's do a few reviews and then get the fuck out of here. Let's start with Slow Dive. Everything is alive. The fifth yeah. studio album from the Shoegaze Legends. Their first out first first it's my my lisp coming out there their there first is. album since 2017 self-titled comeback album we did their classic 90s masterpiece suvlaki i think that's how you say it i'm still not entirely yeah. sure pronunciation has never been a big thing for me really <laughs> is, we it did that greek, album. is it a greek dip or a shoe guys classic who knows it, it could be either or both <laughs> um we did that on a your cop pop recently um and it's good that a band who made an album from that scene that we spoke about, the Sonic Shugay scene for a while, it's good that people seem to genuinely really care about this band still, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're a fan, uh, aren't you? Uh, oh, huge. I always was. Um, and as we are obviously living through that inevitable period where every person or every band reforms whoever it is whoever they may be they will fucking reform one day um in regards to like the you know the shoegaze bands that did reform obviously you know you had my bloody balance they really split up but you know um you know swerve driver got back together rides obviously that you know that was kind of a big one but the one that seemed to have the most kind of like out outpouring of love and the strongest reaction was when Slow Dive got back together. And I was just out of all those, but they were the ones I was just like, really? I mean, that prima, that kind of legendary Primavera show they did when they reformed in 2014, I want to say, mm. is, is fucking, it's outrageous. It's like the whole crowd's on fucking ecstasy. It's like everyone's like in tears, like tears of joy. Like they, you know, coming home like the prodigal son, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've always, I've always been a massive shoegaze fan, anyway. But there's just there was just something a bit more kind of like ethereal about Slow Dive compared to any of the others, really. I think that is the thing that makes them a little bit special. Um, well, kind of a lot special. I mean, look, we were super positive when we did our last sort of chat about them. I and, you know, we, we went in on the old sh the, the kind of roots and the early bits of shoegaze and blah, 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 blah. I think it can, what can be often understated about bands who get back together, um, and it's a bit of a rarity, although it's becoming less of a rarity. I feel like it's it's become a cliche now to say it's a bit of a rarity, but they're kind of bucking the trend with good comeback albums and stuff <laughs> because I feel like, that's happened so much over the last decade and a bit that that's kind yeah. of not really a thing anymore. But mm. bands who get back together and they manage to find some new way 
to express themselves and to kind of evolve their sound and i have to say like look i am not as invested in this band as probably you are but as a casual listener to this band i think the addition of almost kind of minimalist electronic techno-y elements to their sound the kind of electro drum patterns of floating points or you know probably not something like square pusher but more like i mean i always use board to canada so why not use them again um but those kind of those kind of ambient electronic things work really well within a, a shoegaze framework and mm-hmm. they are utilized brilliantly brilliantly on this record and it just means that you don't get a hey remember when we used to sound like this well we still sound a bit like this and that's great oh yeah that's what i like about this album and i like this album very much (laughs) it's 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 wonderful i was i was i've been looking forward to this this is one of the ones i've been looking forward to most this year really um i mean the self-titled album in 2017 was kind of such a glorious comeback that nobody expected um and it's kind of funny how kind of history has been so kind to this band like you know suvlaki ended up being one of the most influential guitar albums of that whole era People hated you know. it when it came out, though. Right? I know that's what we, yeah. like, as as we discussed. You know, sign up for a pound, uh, and you can hear us chatting about it. Um, and, you know, there's that famous kind of Noel Gallagher quote that um, you know he very was he very nearly didn't sign your creation because yeah of, because of them yeah they, they you know slow he got angry by the fact Slow Dive was still a band Silly and wanted to rid, rid the world of of this sort of stuff. Oh, shock horror. You know, Slow Diver better than Oasis. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> right? Certainly Who better knew? than Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, I can tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, true. Um, but I mean, this is such a, like an, an incredibly kind of intimate listen, even more so than their kind of previous stuff. It kind of whispers instead of screams. Um, you know, it chimes instead of, instead of like, you know, punching you around the face. It's got a so beautiful and haunting and, you know, ethereal. I'm going to use that word again. You know, it's got this perfect, chiming, kind of hazy indie pop, and it's 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 everything I wanted it to be. But there's there's a little bit more of that kind of electronic influence kind of coming in on this album, and especially on like you know, shanty is almost like a kraut rock song. Yeah, in places, yeah. and it's it's such beautiful electronica. Well, and it, it, I was yeah. going to say the kind of the clarity and the cleanliness. Yeah. Because I always yeah. think about these bands and I think about kind of fuzz and sort Wall of, of sound, you know, walls of sound. And, You're thinking and, of Loveless, basically. And, yeah. yeah, and like yeah. bleeding out the side. And but, but even like, you know, when you listen to, uh, you know, the, 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 the various other bands from that scene who aren't as loud as yeah. My Bloody Valentine, um, you still get kind of fuzzy guitars that's kind of one of the things of it yeah. and and but here like you say like Kraftwerk and Krautrock is a really great comparison because they're sort of doing a similar thing structurally but it's so kind of clean and crisp and it's like you kind of can kind of wipe it clean afterwards and it just yeah. means it just grabs you immediately whereas I think sometimes these albums and this music and you know it takes you a couple of goes before you can kind of go ah here's the song whereas yeah. this so much of it it's like immediate you know yeah it's very immediate i mean i think like you know you you do get the classic sound of slow dive here on yeah. on like, like alfie i think you do mm. um 
you know, skin in the game is probably like, I'd say the heaviest moment. It's not heavy in a kind of metal sense. It's not heavy in the sense of like what we're about yeah. to talk about. But, you know, whenever one of these, whenever you see a band who are influenced by Slow Dive in Kerrang! or Metal Hammer, those are the sort of songs that yeah. they go for. That kind mm -hmm. of... Um, you know fuzzy chords picked kind of almost like tap you on the head really kind of overdriven guitars and really kind of very sort of echoey loud even if it's melodic loud sort of vocal production um and yeah they do that but there's way more to it than that and i'm really impressed with this record i'm really glad mate i'm really glad um kisses is another kind of standout track for me yeah, as I well love that, yeah. you know well, of course you do, because it starts with a cure riff. <laughs> I was like, oh, Steve will like this one. Uh, you know, with a bit of like a sort of almost new order kind of rhythm to it. Um, mm. It's great. It's it's. Um, I, I love this. I keep on going back to this album again and again and again. I've listened to it a lot since it came out last Friday. Um, pretty much this guaranteed, this will be in my top 20 of the year. Yeah, do you, you know. know what? It, it's one that I would would have said, oh, I, I'm sure it's good, but probably not. But I really mm. love it. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think it's really good. I think, you know, the kind of... Almost, uh, almost makes the, me feel cleansed when I listen yeah, to it. Yeah, I know, mean, uh... the midpoint and the Lucia plays, it's probably not actually my favourite song on the record. I'm going to say, like, mm. Kisses, I think, is brilliant. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think Prayer Remembered, and you mentioned that yeah. kind of, you know, that, that cure and... Uh, feel on, on some of the tracks but certainly yeah. like I think Andalusia Plays is the most impressive song it's not actually my favourite but I think in terms of a piece of songwriting they managed to get that kind of middle ground between like you know A Forest by The Cure and something from that last Low album so it feels really modern and quite chromatic but it also feels very post-punky and very like warm and analog at the same time it's it's really really great and the song itself is 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 fucking beautiful but like i say it's probably not my favorite one but when i listened to it i was like damn like that is a great sound and that is a really brilliant mix of stuff that they're bringing mm. to the table i think very good very good yeah it's so wonderful top, top 20 of the year you reckon oh definitely mm. definitely it's, yeah it's, it's definitely in there I've listened to this a lot. I've listened to this at least twice a day since last Friday. Yeah. See, I, again, you know, like I wouldn't have assumed that something like this would mm. would trouble my top 20, but I do think every song on this is great. Yeah. yeah. Every I, I, single oh, song. Oh, I'm really glad about that, mate, because I know we, I think at the end of the, the like, patron special we did on Civ Lackey, I was like, oh yeah, they've got a new album in a few months. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to review it for the show. And uh, cause I was really looking forward to it. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm stoked. I'm really stoked you like this, mate. I, I, I genuinely, and this will be controversial, I think I might prefer it to Suvlaki in a week. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's only been a week. But in terms of like, yeah. my immediate reaction to this was like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah. Holy but, shit, this is great. And, it, and it's got better with every listen. Yeah. With Suvlaki, I was like, okay, this is supposed to be a classic. All right, I see. Uh, yeah, this, oh, no, this, no. All right, yeah, yeah, this is really good. This is much more instant than Sivlak. Definitely. This yeah. is possible. I think this is the most instant album they've ever done. Mm. You know? It's really good. There, there's, a quiet, there's a real quiet confidence to it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's bloody wonderful. It's already got a score of 84 out of 100 on Metacritic. It's been 
pretty well reviewed Fair. by lots of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, these types of bands tend to be anyway, so I didn't read too much into that. But uh, in this instance, eight songs, 41 minutes. Yeah, Goes by pretty quickly. Pretty fucking yeah. perfect, man. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move on to our next album um, that we're going to be talking about. Oh, I, I should just say that that album is called Everything is Alive and the band are called Slow Dive. Probably knew that. Um, Rivers of Heresy, the debut album from Empire State Bastard. Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro and Mike Venart from Venart from Ocean Size and live from Biffy Clyro. Uh, they're grinding extreme hardcore metal project including dave lombardo on oh, drums yes. of course dave lombardo metallica's best drummer metallica's <laughs> best ever drummer and uh naomi mcleod from bitch falcon um does play live but she's not actually i don't think she's actually plays um on the record it is uh Venart doing everything it is simon neal on vocals and dave lombardo on drums now i have been chatting about this band for a little bit because i saw them at the underworld um back at the start of the year maybe kind of a few months into the year i think it was maybe like february march sort of time um and i was very lucky to have been sent this record back in march so i've had this oh for wow i've had this for a really really long time and uh i interviewed mike and Simon for Metal Hammer. And if you go and get the current issue of Metal Hammer, there is an interview that I did of a sort of five-page feature um, where I spoke uh, to the two of them. And I think it is a really, really interesting story. Something that that um, I've not actually seen, you know, not to pat myself on the back too much about what a good journalist I am, but something I've not seen anyone else pick up on or mention is the fact that, Mike Venart wrote all these songs in the immediate aftermath of his um, two, late 2018, uh, Christmas 2018, um, spat with Tommy Robinson that he had at Manchester Piccadilly train station one day, um, seeing him and going up to him and sort of confronting him and going, why are you such a piece of shit? And Tommy Robinson started live streaming him. Um uh, to his followers and Mike Venart was subjected to basically like two weeks of absolutely revolting like death threats uh, every fucking picture him and his family were in like threats towards his family threats towards his parents threats towards wow. his children his wife and he said after going through on, you know, happening on Christmas Day happening on New Year's Eve, happening on New Year's Day. And he was like so fucked off that this idea that him and Simon Neal had had for this band, Empire State Bastard, and they tried by all accounts a bunch of different stuff um, over the years. Like, should it sound a bit like Dillinger? Should it sound more like sort of Napalm Death? Or should, you know, like, they, you know, should we try and do a big sort of doom band? And he'd never quite got the exact thing. And you know, obviously like busy with Venart, Simon's going to be incredibly busy with Biffy Clyro. And he said he just felt so angry that he all came out in the guitar and he sent, he wrote the album basically in a day and wow. sent it to Simon Neal and went, do you think this should sound like that? And two of his songs actually spoken, if you go way back to the Riot Act days, um, Dick Privilege, the two track single that he released at the sort of midpoint of 2019 were also written 
in that oh, wow. particular um you know creative spurt that he had so that's all in the feature you can go and read that i might try and get mike on the podcast at some point to um to go into that a bit more but, but i've not seen anyone else in any other in any other um magazines or any interviews i've not seen that get mentioned so much so uh i just thought it was an interesting thing yeah. um but yeah so that's that's where the record comes from that's where the record comes from that's and fascinating. yeah and and you can hear it right <laughs> yeah you think oh always angry really Whoa. so um yeah. I, i've just rattled on there for a little bit um gaz what do you think rivers of heresy oh this is the kind of album that i've wanted to i've wanted simon neil to make for a long time <laughs> you know i i miss you know i'm uh obviously like you you know i was a fan of biffy from day one you know i remember the first time hearing like 57 and just a boy and seeing him in a half empty club in peterborough in like whatever that was 2002 or something um i i i i i miss the kind of gnarly banshee screaming simon neil you know but you know the caveat to that is i love the fact that they became one of the biggest rock bands in this country and one of the most loved i love yeah. that it's fucking biffy man who the fuck would have thought that and i love that i fucking love that regardless you know that, that almost kind of like it doesn't even matter what i think of the past few albums it, it doesn't matter man it's fucking biffy clyro they've earned the fucking right to be where oh, they are completely. man it's fucking mm. incredible but this just a, a mad fucking mashup of the melvins sleep and mike Patton. i mean come on Fuck. it's 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 unbelievable mike van art man he's it, he's he's a massive hero of mine i've always adored ocean size such an underrated not only guitarist but songwriter you know the, the Oceanside's first album FLRS is one of my absolute favourite albums it's in my kind of all time top 20 I fucking I'm, adore that album because you've asked me to I am going to listen to that record please do uh, yeah Apparently. not the other good, I'll, listen I'll, I'll listen to it because of what because on, on, yeah. on your recommendation I will thanks mate even he can't taint the genius <laughs> of that album in my eyes okay yeah. All right, but this is, this is just a completely different. But it's it's just so unrelentingly nasty and vile. But like, but that when I first heard about, it, I was like, oh yeah, oh nice, yeah, it'd be nice to hear someone who'll do something fucking heavy and horrible again. That'd be brilliant. And then I read somewhere that old oh, David Lombardo is involved. I'm like, fuck, what? What? This is gonna be amazing, you know, David Lombardo. You know, all jokes aside, I mean, he was Metallica's best drummer, but you know, uh, easily for me the greatest drummer of that of the thrash era because he was a swing drummer. We've spoken about mm -hmm. drummers that swing in the past. He has so much swing and drive, and like I mean, you know, songs like like Tired, I, you know, it's it's pure fucking feral Mister Bungle and Phantomers to my ears, you know. Yeah, um, very, very much Phantomers. Almost yeah, like yeah. Phantomers cross with like the Locust at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Locust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, moi, moi? Question mark, moi. I love that. That is, it's just gloriously doomy and sludgy. Mm. And yeah, it's, this is 
fucking incredible. I tr- I really hope it's not a one-off. It probably will be. But you'll know more than me, I'm sure. I don't think they want it to be a one-off. No, but obviously yeah. there are, you know, there are big fucking day jobs that get in the way of shit yeah. like this. Yeah, that's true. You know? But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I know that obviously it's quite a kind of poppy-filled kind of episode this week, but... I needed uh, judging this. By, judging by the week <laughs> you had, mate. You okay, hon? Do you want to put Empire State Bastard on again? I do. I mean, yeah. this is the one I've listened to the most because even though I picked Little Mix because it was in my head and we were like, oh, we'll do Ash Nico and we've got Darren Hayes and, you know, um, Slow Diver, they're not a pop band, but it's quite a nice album. And then you've got yeah. something in Granddaddy, which is pretty twee, quite nice towards yeah. the end. I've been in a right old fucking mood the last few days and I've needed this album. You know, like it made me go like, I need to fucking, I need to kick the cat. I'd never kick the cat. I'd never kick the cat. But I need to like, you know, throw my trainers in the into the garden or something. Like I have really, really been like, oh, thank fuck this album is out this week. Thank yeah. fucking God this album is out this week. Because it's not, the thing is, it's interesting that it's been called a metal, a metal album. Right, because I think that that doesn't really that doesn't really do it justice. An extreme no. metal album. I don't think of this as an extreme metal album. It's not death metal album. It's not a black metal album. It's no, not no, a grindcore no. album. It's kind of like you know, like you say, Phantomers and Bungle. And I think you know, I I, I said I, I think I did a review for him, and I said um, in the written review that I did for Hammer that. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of inspiration from the stuff what Mike Patton does. Faith No More, Bungle, Phantomers, Tomahawk, those being the main ones, I would say. Um, or Dead Cross as well. You know, obviously Dave Lombardo's yeah. in Dead Cross. Yeah. So maybe Dead Cross as well. But I think certainly like, um, you know, like you can hear the pattern on Sold. And you get like Dusty, which is... Um, just drums and Simon Neil screaming, and when he and when and when he does do a bit of like, I mean, he's got an amazing scream, right? And um, and actually, like when Simon does bring a little melody, actually Dusty does bring some melody to it, actually. And you go, oh yeah, he's a really, you go, oh yeah, fuck me, Simon Neil, because there he is. That's what he sounds like most of the time now, yeah. right? But um, you know, Sons and Daughters, unfortunately, is not a cover of the Australian soap theme from the eighties. Oh, it's a shame. I know, isn't it? Oh, love and laughter, tears mm. and sadness and happiness yeah um but yeah like you know it is that shit like that ipecac not quite hardcore not quite metalcore not quite art rock that i guess you know it goes into the kind of the drowning mans and the dillingers and of 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 like uh, the early days of that Wilhaven a little bit the blood brothers shit like that like are those bands metal are they strictly heavy metal are they extreme metal not really like you know and the bits where you you mentioned sleep i mean i think i said i think i said they sound like yeah the the melvins and the locust uh, uh, are doing songs written for them by frank black at his nastiest because you do Mm. still have that tiny little bit of melody in there yeah right it's a tiny bit enough to be like okay well it still sort of exists and um yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, I think Simon Neil sounds fucking brilliant on this record. He has got he's obviously a great singer, like I say, but his screaming vocals have always sounded brilliant in Biffy. And I, you know, like you, I have always thought to myself, like, I wonder 
if we'd ever get an elongated passage of that. And when we do, he just sounds so brutal. So, so brutal. Dave Lombardo is Dave Lombardo, isn't he? Dave Lombardo does Dave Lombardo things. He does shit that you go, wow. Like, it's so recognisably him. It's so uniquely him. He's brilliant. But for me, I think Mike Venner is man of the match here, if I had to pick one. Yeah. Because some of these riffs and the, the tones and oh, the shit that yeah. he does and the, the, you know, the way that he... I think they started with guitar. You know, from as I understand it, they started with those guitar parts. That's the base of everything. Those riffs, Venart writing a load of riffs, and then giving it to Simon again. I think we want to make Dave Lombardo esque drum parts here. And they're like, look, we keep mentioning Dave Lombardo. Well, let's just let's just ask him. <laughs> and he said yes. And you know they were pretty fucking delighted about that. But yeah, but I think you can tell that all of this is like a tree. You know, he's the root, and everything else is like the branches of this project. But it's great. It's really great. I mean, it's been great all year for me to have this. <laughs> but going, yeah. I, I nearly just didn't bother listening to it. In fact, I probably wouldn't. Have, if I wasn't in such a fucking foul mood this week, <laughs> I probably would have listened to it uh, a lot more. I've just been listening to this, Kate Bush, this, Kate Bush, this, yeah. Kate Bush. It's been a dark week. And Little Mix. And then, like, occasionally put yeah. Little Mix on for a minute. Um, Darren Hayes. And Darren Hayes. Uh, anyway, yeah, Rivers of Heresy by uh, American, by Empire State Bastard is out now. It is well good. Um, two more albums that we'll go through. We'll definitely this one pretty quickly. Uh, Weed Killer by Ash Nico. Uh, the debut album from the US alt, alt rock. And he said, alt right, then that's definitely not true. The alt rock <laughs> <laughs> uh, singer, songwriter, pop star, and rapper who is apparently big on TikTok, Gaz. You'd know. More about that than me? Well, no, you know more about TikTok than me, mate. I don't know if I do. Oh, I thought you were posting stuff at a Reading Festival. No, I was filming stuff and then sending it and then someone else was posting. I never got anywhere near uh, actual TikTok myself, I'm afraid. Sorry. That's all right. Um, Would you all like a true cold pop TikTok page? Just put um, that on there. Let us know. If you, there. if you want yeah. one maybe do one I don't know I don't fucking know I don't know, I don't know what yeah. kids, uh, shit. Um, anyway uh, the concept of this album has been described this is I'm reading from the Wikipedia page uh, being a Classic. commentary on environmental disaster and the rapid evolution of technology telling the story of a phase civilization occupied and destroyed by machines that feed on organic matter where the fairy protagonist seeks revenge by becoming part of the machines now I have to be perfectly honest with you I didn't get that uh, from this record no that sounds like a pitch for the next Terminator film yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> not, would, would watch um, yeah get down um, get down get down you fucking fairy yeah. uh, she played Redding didn't see her at Redding um, but I was sort of aware of, of Ash Nico and I was like oh, I'll check this out and I quite liked the first song thought it was catchy thought it was good quite liked it uh, then we got what I thought was going to be a very heavy guitar based song but it goes mm. into a sort of trap beat quite a lo-fi trap beat with very aggressive vocals and i think i like the juxtaposition i like the approach that's actually pretty ace mates it's pretty ace i quite liked it um and then worms the third track appears mm. to be the big song from the album it's got a lot of mm. plays on spotify i can see why it's got a sort yeah. of modern poppy almost lullaby-esque kind of reminded me of 21 pilots a little bit Okay. which um, 
I don't have a particularly strong opinion on 21 Pilots, but it did sort of remind me that. But I thought it was actually all right. And then I think it starts to run out of steam a little bit, this record. Um, there's a lot of sub uh, 100 Gex kind of um, hyper pop, which isn't pop or hyper enough for me. I mm. think there are bits and bobs that are quite good. Um, Moonlight Magic is a bit sexy, quite like that. Um, mm. I think Chokehold Cherry Python is a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. That is a banger. Yeah. That's uh, song title of the year as well. One, one of the great song titles of the yeah. year. That kind of new metal influence is really good. I mean, I yeah. would say if you want the definitive version of the year of that sort of thing, it's on the Rebecca Black album. Uh, and I like the, the title yeah. track because it's really weird. And there's uh, the hook is quite good. And there's a hook where she talks about running with scissors. And then a gun goes off. It's Larry as fuck. But it also makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> no. So like, you know, there's stuff on it like Miss Nectarine, which I thought was pretty bog standard, sort of alt-pop nothingness. And mm. I thought the last few were just a bit dull, to be honest, and weren't really mad enough or well-written enough to to give me that much that I really got excited about. But I think this has got some good ideas on it. And I think it's kind of cool. How about you? <sighs> I mean, initially, I really, really liked it. Um, I mean, I was, I was saying it to you like earlier on. I was just like, oh yeah, I really, you know, it's like it's like a trap punk party. Um, and I kind of rinsed it a few, a few too many times. It was like, like when you eat, you open up like a packet of biscuits, and you have a couple, and you go, oh yeah, yeah, like this. It's nice. It's, yeah, it's all right. You know, and then before you know it, you got you custard cream whole... coming out of your fucking yeah, pores of your skin. Yeah, everywhere. You go, uh... you go, just lying there like a sorry state of affairs, covered in crumbs, feeling a bit sick, like a bit, you know, massive sugar crashes incoming. You can see it lolloping over the mountain, and you're just like, oh no, I've had too much of this now. Mm. But you know, it, it does have its moments for me. I think I think you make me sick is brilliant. You know, that's, yeah. That's a lot of fun. You know, the venom of, in her voice, that, you're a loser, you lost a blooper. <laughs> I really like that. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yet another case of, like, a, another new artist, like, chucking everything at the wall and, you know, some of it not kind of working, really. Mm. Um, cheerleader, that's the track, though, for me. I think, I think Cheerleader, Cheerleader, Cheerleader is, is great. That kind of, like, violent revenge fantasy. Mm. She has. Um, it's a huge hook. It's it, it it's fun. I won't be going back to it, unfortunately. I, I, but I, I I can see why. I mean, it's had it's had incredible reviews, like fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um. You know, the Guardian, the Enemy, and you know various other kind of places that I've looked. Yeah. Um, I, I bet she. I bet she. I bet she went down a fucking storm at Reading. I oh, I, you didn't go and see I would. It, have, I would I, imagine so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the thing is, is that you know, just I won't go back to it in full. I probably won't go back to it. But you can. Mm. I think you could cherry pick Chalk or yeah, cherry Python pick. Um, like hey. about four or five songs off of this, that you go like these are bangers. And I keep hold of them. Yeah. But I think it is one of the things of new artists. Like you say, new artists are like Chuck at the moment. It's a thing where let's chuck everything at it and see what sticks. Yeah. And some artists can do that. Backwash, yep. for example. I think everything mm-hmm. Backwash has tried to do has come off. Um, and some don't. You look at the last Little Uzi Vert album where we were yep. properly like, you know, and, and, and yeah, someone kind of 
quite rightly pointed out to us on um, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, um, that that's just kind of, a, you know, when you were like, it doesn't flow like an album. And it's like, well, that's how albums work now. Like, they're, they're, it's almost because no no one's going to buy that on vinyl, are Yeah, they? but that's fine that, that that's just the way it is. Mm. But it doesn't make it right. And it doesn't make it's, it an interesting, it doesn't make it a good it, listen. Yeah, No, it doesn't. When you're, you know, when you're cherry picking three or four tracks for a playlist or whatever, fine. But that's not the point of this podcast. Yeah. We I mean, review yeah. albums, motherfucker. Yeah. So if you make an album, you will be judged by the the, the way that the yeah, the, the album is made. If you don't want your music to be judged like an album, then I guess don't make an album. Make a bunch of EPs like you can put singles out. There are plenty of yep. people that do that. There are plenty of yeah. people that do that. And I think, you know, I think it's a, I think it's it's understandable. Uh but it's also a fair criticism to turn around and say, well, you know, like that might be the way that people do it now and that might be the way people think of things. But ultimately if you are making an album, the 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 standard of you know the the kind of the the way in which you make an album, and you can make a really disjointed album and make it work. You can. That's not impossible. Yeah. Like people have done that many, yeah. many, many times over the years. It's just sometimes if the songs aren't strong enough. Um, I don't think this is anywhere near the worst culprit of that. Incidentally, I don't think this is anywhere near the sort of worst. Like, oh, it changes tack too much and it's a mess. And so, you know, like obviously this is a concept album. And although I wouldn't have been able to tell you that it was a concept album on on listening to it, um, I don't think it is. Um, kind of weirdly unlistenable or disjointed or anything particularly I think it's just some of the songs are good and some of the songs are not that good and 35 minutes half of it's alright half of it yeah, yeah half more than half of it is alright about a third of it is actually pretty good and there's probably another third of it where it's like I genuinely need not ever hear that song ever again and I'm not mm. sure that is your strong suit. I mean, when you get to the end and she's doing ballads, yes. nah, uh, nah, nah, stick no, to no, the no. bangers. Yeah, stick to the bangers, definitely. But it's all right. Weed Killer by Ash Nico. That's out now as well. Right. Uh, finally, um, <laughs> Granddaddy, Someday, Excess Baggage, a bunch of unreleased stuff from an album that came out 20 years ago. Um, basically, in it. So it's, uh, it's yeah. B sides and rarities from yeah. their. Album. You should have known this, Steve. I should have known it. Well, the thing is, mate, here's the thing, right? So the album some, is Someday, right, is the, the album. And yeah. this is like demos and B-sides and rarities from that album. That album came out in 2003, by all accounts. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, look, I don't really know about Granddaddy. I thought they were Scottish. They're American. <laughs> yeah. they were Scottish. They're no. not. I couldn't have named a song of theirs other than something AM. And I can't even yeah, name I, that. I can only name you the first... I don't even know yeah. the first word of it. What is it? Well, the first word is AM. It's AM. AM, AM 180. AM 180. I know you that know song. That. I know ba, that song. Ba, 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 da, 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 yeah, the Charlie Brooker. Da, da, da. Is it Charlie yeah. Brooker? Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Brooker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, right? You know the Crystal Lake. You know Go on. the Crystal Lake. Sing it. Oh, my, oh, do you want me to sing it now? Oh, you get your own back for me fucking getting you to the John Barnes rap last year. Is this what it's come down to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Crystal Light goes down, 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 down. It's got a sort of like guitar You've got to hold and give. That's the one. Yeah, yeah that's, the, oh, 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 yeah. that's world in motion. Shit, no, it goes, um, uh, as it goes. The Crystal Lake. 
Swinging from a chandelier. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do know that. Him. I do. do you know, I, I got it. Yeah, yeah, because it's played. It's played on six music. <laughs> yeah, I did know that. I knew it so much that I punched a lamp. Did you see that? And I scared the shit oh, out of the cat. I, did. I don't know what's You're going angry, on. You're angry, mate. You are angry today. <laughs> it's, an accident. it's an accident. Yeah, um, I'm actually worried for Bonjour. Where is Bonjour right she now? She was lying next to me, and she just ran upstairs because I accidentally slapped. Because you punched a lamp. She's very <laughs> jumpy. Um, look. Yeah. I would listen to this at first like it was an album. <laughs> right, I put it on and I, I was like... That. I love that. And I was like, this is a fucking mess, this. What's going on? This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I really like the first song. The drums, the piano, the drama. Um, I think uh, getting gypped is good in a sort of Bell and Sebastian sort of way. Um, yeah. I do like the song, The Town Where I'm Living Now, but I was annoyed by the hand claps, which I thought were... I, I didn't want them in the song. They were they were getting on my nerves a bit. But otherwise, okay. the music was quite waltzing and lovely. Um, mm. But then the dearest Discrambler came in, and it's definitely a demo that. And not knowing that, I was like, "What the fuck? How have you let this slip and get on? How has this got on this album? It's a metal. I was like, it's so fucking lo-fi. And I was just like, this is ridiculous that they've suddenly completely you, changed. You can't tack. accuse someone of being lo-fi being a bad thing. You've listened to Guarded by Voices this year. How dare yeah, 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 yeah. But, but don't don't give me like four songs where everything's produced in a certain way, and then suddenly it's <laughs> okay. like, oh, he's in another, he's in a field, eighty fucking meters away, and they've just got one like they're just taping him off the, the fucking phone. I was like, what's going on here? This is ridiculous. Um, but there is some good, like um, uh, the the trouble with Capital T, the music version, I thought was good. Uh, yeah. I, I was a bit worried that it had the word Muzak in it because I was like, oh god. And then Emmett mm. anymore. The piano ballad, I yeah. thought was that was kind of lo-fi minimalist in a way that I really liked. But then the last two are so unlistenably raw that they just jarred. And I was like, what are you doing to your album at the end? And now I realise that it know. is a B-sides and rarities. I'm willing to, because I was about to come on and go, they've lost their mind, haven't they? They've like, have they got amnesia or something? Like, what are they doing? Mad fuckers. Look, it's a it's a b-side collection of a band who i don't really know that much about so i will refer to, i will yeah. i will defer not refer i will refer to you i will defer to you gaz on this is it any good i i like it i mean I, any, any anything new that comes out what's well, a new you know new product that comes out from granddaddy i will always listen to even if it's songs from you know 20 years ago that i've never heard before because i think jason little is such He's such a great songwriter. Um, all kind of melancholy and nineties slacker, which is a proper bit of me. Um, I mean the soft, the soft, the sophomore slump. Um, sophomore slump, software slump. Yeah, software slump. Fuck me. Been a long week. Only Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> um, oh Jesus. Oh God. Um, you know, um, software slump comes out in two thousand. I, I was working like a pretty kind of shit job at the time oh it's a pattern forming here guys go get a decent job um, <laughs> I'm talking to myself in the third person so too much fucking caffeine I'm literally having a meltdown during this <laughs> podcast um, so yes yeah, software something comes out and I, I was doing a crap job at the time but we had like a little shitty kind of radio in the corner of the warehouse and the Crystal Lake and it's mad to say this now Crystal Lake was A-listed by Radio 1 for weeks mm. I remember Mark and Lard. God bless them. You know, they made it their single of the week. Is it worth out? 
Um, and it it just kind of spoke to me at the time because like at the time I was it was all I was really listening to was like I was just like you know fuck new metal, um, shocker. And I was just all I was listening to really was Sonic Youth, Pavement, Ben Falls Five, kind of you know Elliot Smith, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it it just I don't know this song it just kind of came out of the speakers and just kind of enveloped itself around me, and you know all that kind of like just sort of some somber vocal and kind of you know cardboard drums and and I've always kind of followed them through them and they kind of re, they split up in like the mid noughties um, but like they they're another one who, who released a fantastic like comeback album in 2017 it's called Last Place. Um, it's it's really really good. Um, and this, yeah, yes, it's all over the place, but you know, it's a B sides album, Steve. I know that's <laughs> my fault to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but like you know, uh, 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 you know, all, all joking aside, like yeah, Derek Spears is is kind of wonderful. Uh, I love Derek Scramble. I love the kind of lo-fi shittiness boombox <laughs> boombox core. You know, it really the sounds. It, it really is, you know. You think that's bad? It's, you know, go listen to some of the early God of Our Voices stuff. Fuck me. It just, this makes this sound like it was recorded by fucking George Martin. You know. Um, getting Gypped is great. Derek Spears is great. You know, the, the kind of just the low finest of it all, it's just. I don't know. It, it, it was really something that I, I kind of needed recently. Um, much in the same way that you kind of needed Empire State Bastards. Um, Granddaddy, they've always will always hold like a special place in my heart for you know the, the Crystal Lake and the Software Slump. I, I I adore that album. I will go to bat for that album. They've got tons of good songs, man. You know, AM One Eighty. Um, he's simple. He's dumb. He's the pilot, uh, which a couple of people had picked as their track one side one. Like, All right, in nice. Previ- in my previous life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, AM One Eighty. Yeah. Just, just, just takes me back to um, the good old days when Charlie Brooker was on that telly box. <laughs> I fucking, I miss Charlie Brooker on the telly box. Yeah, man. What the fuck's happened to Charlie Brooker? Where's he gone? Uh, well, yeah, but well, I, I miss him on the telly box. I miss his weekend kind of uh, column in the in the in the old Guardian um, supplements. He's, you know, that, that was where screen uh, screen wipe started. Yeah, you know, I've got was, the book of his... I've got the book of all the screen wipe stuff. Oh really? It? Yeah. Oh shit! I found it in a charity shop, and it is all kind of like you know when a book gets wet, like it's like a kind it of annual. It's it it a bug book, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a like fucking it's bug book. Yeah, it was all yeah. like wet and crunkled, and the side. It's all sort of the pages were all kind of, um, you know, weather beaten, like it's just been left outside in the rain. Yeah. And uh, but I still bought it, and it is really oh. really funny. Yeah. And that's what I think about Granddaddy. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, do you know what, mate? To be fair, this is, you know, like, I'm not going to judge them on this. I think some of these songs are really good. I think some of them just sort of pass me by a bit. But I don't know enough about them as a band to really pass any sort of judgment. But I tell you what, I should go and check them out because I imagine if this is them at, like, their most throwaway, then they are probably yeah. a band who are probably worth me getting into or having a look definitely I was the opposite of you I would okay because yeah 2000 I would have been the opposite of you and I definitely would have been listening to new metal yeah well at the driving I would have been listening yeah yeah 2000 yeah I was listening to at the driving and Queens of the Stone Age I'll give you that I was still buying Kerrang in 2000 even though I was listening to very little of the stuff that they were 
Yeah, I kind of feel. I sort of feel the same. I was like, you know, I sort of got glass. Oh, we don't need to go into this. You all know this about me, unless you're listening to the first time <laughs> this week. Tell us the story again, Steve. No, I'm not. I'm a boring man. This is like fucking twelve years of podcasting. You all know exactly what happened in my life, um, unless you don't. And this is the first episode you've ever listened to. And in which case, if that is the case, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I, I imagine you're like, well, if you're going to tell me, fuck you. I won't bother listening to you ever again. Yeah. And that is probably the right thing to do probably the right thing to do go and listen to the downbeat he gets uh geezer from Gajira on much better than us much better you know go and well, get um we, we could probably get matey from Gajira with you know our friends in high places hello joe hello joe nally <laughs> yes get joe yeah, nally hello, joe oh, we, we might be able to i don't know i'd have to ask i mean it's i'd be, it, I'd, be I'd be very you might have to do it on yourself mate because i'd be very nervous well the thing is is that i would like that but the problem with this podcast is I would genuinely much rather get Becky Hill, who I slagged off last week yeah. at Reddit, to talk to on the podcast than I would Joe Duplantier, who I've spoken to like 15 times before. So, you know, basically... All right, don't fucking show No, off. I'm not showing off. All I'm just right. saying, I'm just saying that like, you know, I want to talk to as many new people as possible. And, um, uh, but no one wants to hear me talk to Becky Hill, probably. Apart from I me. I do. You do well. You'd be here. You'd be you'd be part of the conversation. I would. I'd be a witness. Yeah, witness the fitness. So anyway, <laughs> can um, I get a witness? Anyway, next week that's it. Granddaddy. Uh, the album mm. is called Someday Excessive Excess Baggage. Next week we are going to be talking. I would imagine about Baroness. So we're going to chat that in this week, but you know I didn't get it sent to me in time. Um, we might do the uh, probably Cavell Attack as well maybe and um chemical brothers chemical brothers and nation of language as well i think we'll do next week as well mm. i'll send you okay. that over Please. oh we didn't need to t- you don't listening don't need to hear that but i will uh go over to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash true cop pop and you can sign up for all of that cool stuff that is coming and that has already been put up on that page so thank you very much for listening we'll see you next week a uh, goodbye uh, i love you bye